Welcome to Superpower Pop with Dan Tortora here on Facebook Live, facebook.com backslash live now DT. And for those listening on superpoweredpop.podbean.com, you can find everything on superpoweredpop.com. You can find all of these videos of the We've Got Stones six-part miniseries on the Infinity Stones and the Avengers and their future. You can find all of this on the homepage of superpoweredpop.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, you can find us at superpoweredpop. For those of you that watch all of the shows, and I thank you first and foremost for that, you will know that I do little Easter eggs, so to speak. I hide things. I take things away. I put things into the studio. So these three that are sitting behind me are all new, and they all have a purpose to what I think for Avengers Endgame. This is Captain Marvel with the lunchbox. What's inside of that lunchbox, you ask? Well, if you saw the movie, you know it is the space stone is inside of the lunchbox, that beautiful space stone inside of the Tesseract. And then I have Goose, a.k.a. the Flurkin, eating the time stone and putting it into its pocket dimension and its realm and all this crazy. I mean, we know the cats have nine lives. We know that they can continue to exist. They make no sense here because cats, they don't need people. They leave. They come back three months later. You never know what a cat's going to do. Very different than a dog. And this cat, this flurkin, is able to eat an infinity stone and then regurgitate it, send it back up, and keep it in a special dimension. And, of course... This is the third one that's been added to the studio. This is the Hulk inside of his space armor. You see the purple, which is obviously reminiscent of the Hulk of the comics with the green and the space suit. So you got some Hulk love right there. So these are three new additions to the studio. I never thought I'd buy pop figures, and now I got a bunch of them. So these have just been added for this show. It's the first time you've seen them. And like I said, I wear a shirt to signify what we're talking about, which stone we're talking about, and where we found it. So today is episode five, which is the time stone, and we first see it inside of the Doctor Strange movie. And so that is why on today's show, I am proudly wearing my Doctor Strange Master of the Mystic Arts t-shirt here for you inside of the studio. So Doctor Strange shirt is on because that is where we first find this beautiful, magical, mystical time stone inside of what, folks? Yes, you guessed it right. The Eye of Agamotto, which is right here. This is the jewelry that's worn around the neck not like Notorious B.I.G. It's not a big old chain. I mean, it is a big old chain. Maybe it is a Notorious B.I.G. type of feel to it, but it looks like an eye, and it is the Eye of Agamotto. And inside of the Eye of Agamotto is an infinity stone. That green stone glowing through it is, of course, the time stone, and this is where it first shows up. And we're going to get into the history of it in Episode 5 here of We've Got Stones. We've Got Stones, my six-part miniseries, of superpowered pop and it's in order of the stones that Thanos is able to obtain he gets the power one first from Xandar he gets the space from the Tesseract from Loki on the Asgardian ship as they're trying to salvage what's left of Asgard he gets the reality stone from the collector at in in nowhere which is inside of a 
dead Celestial's skull, that red stone. He gets the soul stone on Vormir, the last show that we covered. He gets that on Vormir, the orange stone, by giving up the life of Gamora, the only thing that he loves. And now we are at the time stone in Doctor Strange, and we will finish out this six-part series with the mind stone. And you know that the mind stone obviously comes from Vision. And I do want to give a special thank you out here. So a special thanks to this entire miniseries is proudly brought to you by the Museum of Intrigue, which is on the third floor of Destiny USA. And so I want to give them a shout out here right now on the third floor of Destiny USA. We'll put that up here for you all so you can check that out and get connected to it. So on the third floor of Destiny USA, you will find this wonderful, wonderful place. And there's nothing truly like it in central and upstate New York. And I want to thank them for all the work that they have done at the Museum of Intrigue, over 25 different experiences. And you can go back and watch the video of myself experiencing it with the Syracuse Stallions if by going to wakeupcalldt.com's homepage and you'll see the Museum of Intrigue right there and you can click on the video and watch all of our fun and festivities on the third floor of Destin, USA at the Museum of Intrigue. I also want to give a shout out to Painting with a Twist, DeWitt, right on Erie Boulevard. You will find them there. Great for a date. Great for Mother's Day coming up. Want to bring mom out for something soothing, relaxing? Mom can have a glass of wine, and you can paint together, make something to put in her house, your house. I have my house, you know, that I, you know, it's, it's, it's my true house now, and I've only been here for a little bit, and my mom has a new home, and so it would be a great idea for us to both paint something together and then maybe give it to each other. So I take her painting and put it on my wall. She takes mine and puts it on her wall. And, you know, actually, I honestly think that would probably be one of the most meaningful and kind of sweet gifts between my mom and I, and I know she would appreciate it. So I think you and your mom should do that too if you have a great mom like I do. So with that being said, a special thanks to the Museum of Intrigue on the third floor of Destiny USA, painting with a twist that I just mentioned in DeWitt on Erie Boulevard, and of course, Frightmare Farms that you'll find in Palermo, New York, right by Fulton. Thank you for helping to make this series possible to Nicole, Jeremy, and the entire crew at each of these wonderful locations and wonderful opportunities that definitely stick out and stand on their own in central and upstate New York. So very excited today that we get to talk about the time stone and the history of the time stone. Like I said, the first time that we see the time stone show up is inside of the Doctor Strange movie, which was one that asked us to go off the beaten path. We did that with Thor to believe that there's this godlike character, so to speak, and to, you know, go to Asgard and go off into space and and see this place that that almost that looks like this golden beautiful kingdom, almost like, you know, what you think heaven would, you know, with the golden kind of castle and whatnot. And, and, you know, the Norse mythology and whatnot. So that asked us to step off the beaten path, not Spider-Man, not Iron Man, not Captain America, not Iron Man, not, uh, not Hulk, but to go to the world of Thor and to go off into space and the Bifrost and traveling and different realms and the nine realms and all that good stuff. And then we go from there to the Doctor Strange worlds where there's so many different things going on at different times. There's a parallel universes. There's different beings in different places. There's different realms. There's ways to manipulate reality. We see the power of the Ancient One. We see the power of the Sorcerer Supreme and so much more. So Doctor Strange really asked us to bend our mind into something different 
and they pulled it off, in my opinion, fantastically. So with that being said, let's get into the history of the Time Stone. Each of these episodes centers on a stone. That's why it's called We've Got Stones. And it gets us ready because our heroes are going to need these stones to try and right the ship that was broken in half, literally, by Thanos, with half of all living civilization everywhere being wiped off of the universe. So, let's get into it. During Doctor Strange's training, he began to read the book of Cagliostro and learned of the eye's full power. Seeking to push himself, Strange donned the eye and opened it, revealing the Time Stone. First testing its power on his apple before using it to recreate the lost pages from a book. He was halted by Wong and Carl Mordo, who warned that the eye's powers were contrary to the natural order of things and the slightest misuse could result in an endless temporal loop. Pretty crazy here. Now, I want to go back a little bit here. When the universe was first born, the cosmic entities fashioned the remains of six singularities into the Infinity Stones. The master sorcerer, Agamotto, fashioned a containment device to better wield its dangerous power. When Agamotto founded the Masters of the Mystic Arts, usage of the eye became forbidden, though Cagliostro was permitted to study the artifact and eventually wrote how to control the relic in his book, the Masters would subsequently swear an oath to protect the Time Stone with their lives. So, Agamotto is actually the name of someone. And this Master Sorcerer said, we shall not use it. So he puts it in the eye of Agamotto. And, but he, Cagliostro, is able to study it and teach it. And this is the book that Doctor Strange reads, trying to become the, ma- the Master of the Mystic Arts himself. Now, when the Hong Kong Sanctum was destroyed and the Dark Dimension began assimilating Earth... Strange used the Time Stone to to rewind the destructive events, only to be stopped by Cassilius before the Sanctum could be fully restored. At wit's end, Strange flew directly into the Dark Dimension to confront who, folks? That's right. To confront none other than Dormammu. This massive, ugly-looking, beastly creature that looks like he has some type of infectious disease. Oh, you know, all these little pockets of gross. It looks like, you know, when you get sick or you have strep throat or something. All types of colorful look like the Infinity Stones. I mean, the colors look like the Infinity Stones, a little rainbow color. And this is Dormammu. And so this fight goes between Dormammu and Doctor Strange. And what does Doctor Strange do? Well, he does none other than what he, what he can do with the Time Stone, being able to master it, being able to utilize it. He puts... Dormammu in an infinite loop. So Dormammu thinks, I have you. You can't stop me. I'll kill you. I'll kill you over and over and over again. There's no way that you can defeat me. I'm Dormammu. I'm going to destroy this planet. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. The dark dimension will be freed and I will be able to take over and do whatever I wish. And what does Dr. Strange say? No, you won't. Because now you are my prisoner, you are my slave. Because you will have to kill me over and over and over and over and over again. But you're going to remember... Every time that you did it, I am going to be a thorn in your side. You're not going to be able to do anything other than spend time with me in this infinite loop, having to kill me, and then I come back, and kill me, and then I come back over and over and over again to drive you crazy. And he doesn't care after a while. He shows his might, right? Dormammu shows what he's made of. He kills him this way, that way, and every way. He does it easily, sometimes effortlessly. But then he gets upset. Then he gets frustrated. He gets to a point where he is sick of it, and he wants to be ridden of this loop. 
And what does Doctor Strange say? Leave my planet. Leave Earth. Do not affect us in a negative way. Do not destroy us. You leave this planet, and I will free you from being my prisoner. And that is exactly what Dormammu does. He leaves Earth and allows Earth to remain because he doesn't want to be a slave anymore. Now, Doctor Strange to Dormammu said, Just as you gave Cassilius powers from your dimension, I brought a little power from mine. This is time, an endless, looped time. End quote. So, to go back to all of this here, the attack on Greenwich Village, when we look at this, uh, Doctor Strange and Tony Stark our oath to protect the time stone cannot change, and this stone may be the best chance we have against Thanos, is what Strange says. And Tony Stark says, yes, yeah. so conversely, it may also be his best chance against us. End quote. And we know in Avengers Infinity War that instead of getting off of that spacecraft or turning the spacecraft around that was meant to bring them to Titan, Thanos' home planet, they decide to go there because Doctor Strange wants to go back why would we bring him the stone? And then Tony says, listen, they came to us. Why don't we bring the fight to them? He's not ready for it. He's not prepared for it. So why not bring the fight to him? And Strange says, okay, but just to let you know, if it comes down to you, if it comes down to the time stone, you speaking to Tony or the kids speaking of Peter Parker, AKA Iron Man, I will not hesitate to protect the stone. And so Tony goes, good good moral compass <laughs> I you know and obviously sarcastically saying thank you so much for protecting the stone and not caring about our lives we appreciate it very much so so that is where we stand in the grand scheme of things here as we continue this story finding the time stone first and foremost inside of the Doctor Strange movie and having it returned to us inside of the Avengers Infinity War movie the one that is the previous, obviously, to where we sit right now with Avengers in Avengers Endgame. Now, I want to get back to this. Bruce Banner returns to Earth via the Bifrost. Now, he falls onto Earth and crashes into the Sanctum Sanctorum where Doctor Strange and Wong are. This, in the comic books, is the Silver Surfer. But before this was all said and done, before this movie was being made and all this good stuff, and while this movie is being made, I should say, when all of these things were being put together... Fox was assumed by Disney, and when Fox was assumed by Disney, they got the rights to the Silver Surfer and the Fantastic Four and Galactus and all the Celestials and all those beings and the and Deadpool and whatnot and the X-Men, but they couldn't use them at this time. So instead of Silver Surfer falling, startled, scared, kind of speaking gibberish, saying Thanos is coming, and Doctor Strange saying, who? This was what Silver Surfer did, if you go back and read the comics. So... Ebony Maw and Call Obsidian arrive demanding the Time Stone. And as you know, there is a fight. They don't want to give it up. And so Doctor Strange is taken and tortured, which looks like very thin crystals going into his face as Ebony Maw is asking for this Time Stone as one of the children of Thanos after arriving on the planet with that spinny-looking crazy that's there. You know, it kind of just looks like something. It looks like a, a loop of a roller coaster or something you would have in like a micro machines thing that you put together as a kid. That's what this ship looks like, essentially. And they turn and they go up under Thanos's main ship, which we see as well. Now, Strange attempted to use the stone against Ma, only to be overpowered and brought aboard the Q ship 
as I just spoke about. They go to Titan, and they try to figure out what they can do. Upon arriving at Titan, the three, meaning Doctor Strange, Iron Man, and the Iron Spider, a.k.a. Spider-Man, were met by the Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy thought that they were evil, and they thought the Guardians were evil. They end up talking. They come up with a plan, and we see this plan put in place, but why does the plan not work? Why does the plan not come to fruition? What's wrong with the plan? Well, it's simply this. The plan was working. The Infinity Gauntlet was coming off of the hand of Thanos. Remember? So Spider-Man is pulling it, Iron Man's pulling it, and they get it like this, and then you see the giant hand of Thanos, and he grabs onto it right as it's coming off of it, pulls it back on, and uses its power against our heroes. Why? Because Star-Lord was smacking him in the face, knocking him out of his sleep that Mantis had put him in, in order to get an answer on where Gamora was. He couldn't deal with it because he loves Gamora, and her loss was too much for him. So Thanos wakes up, and because Star-Lord's not focused on the task at hand, hard to focus when the, the one that you love is gone, and ultimately our heroes are put in this situation where things just go awry, and we are where we are today after the snap. Because Doctor Strange saw 14,605,000 different scenarios. And what does Tony Stark, a.k.a. Iron Man, say? How many of those did we win? And Doctor Strange says, one of them. And that is what brings us to Avengers Endgame. I think Avengers Endgame is going to be multiple tries. I think we're going to see our heroes try to defeat. They don't. They go back. They try it a different way. They don't. They go back. So I don't think it's just going to be one fight, one linear kind of start to finish. I think it's going to be start, try to finish, restart, try to do it again, restart, and we're going to see them go after it. You know, maybe they're going to lose somebody else. Maybe they're going to lose somebody at the hands of Thanos, and then they're going to have to start over again. Maybe it's going to take a few tries before they go to what I think. I think they're going to go to the quantum realm, but, you know, we'll have to see ultimately what happens in the grand scheme of things. The quantum realm looks pretty awesome. And if I'm right about any of this stuff, you know, I, I'm not trying to spoil the movie. I'm not sitting here having seen the movie. So if if this stuff does happen, don't get mad at me. I'm just coming up with theories and predictions and prognostication and trying to figure out what could potentially happen in the grand scheme of things here. But I do think we're going to go to the quantum realm. I do think the heroes are going to try more than once. I do think we're going to see them try and fail and then go back and rewrite the story and then go back again at least. I think we might see three different tries or a couple different tries at least. I think maybe two or three, but we'll have to see. I'm thinking three. So 14,605,000 instances is what Doctor Strange sees, but the team only wins one of them. And what does he say to Tony before he gets dusted? When Tony says, why did you give him the time stone? He said it was the only way. We're in the end game now. So the time stone going to Thanos, as you see it right here on Titan, after they lose the battle, after Star-Lord is unable to keep his emotions intact, and they don't get the gauntlet off. And this is a picture, obviously, of Doctor Strange wielding the time stone. We see him utilizing it 
for its power. Each of these stones has the ability to, you know, kind of repel and create blasts and do different things, you know, basically as a, as a coat of armor, a coat of protection, and then also a power piece. And then we see him with it typically on his left arm. You see those, those, two, those two rings on his arm where he is able to turn back time, which is what he did to Dormammu in the Doctor Strange movie. So it doesn't work out. And here we are today. And I want to tell you the capabilities of the time stone before we wrap up. As the infinity stone that represents and governs over the flow of time, the time stone is among the most powerful artifacts in all, all existence. Due to its power, it cannot be held and used by anyone not powerful enough to withstand it, thus forcing Agamotto to create the Eye of Agamotto, as I said before, as a container to allow other sufficiently advanced sorcerers to wield it. When contained in a device capable of harnessing its power, such as the Eye of Agamotto, or the Infinity Gauntlet, the stone's power uniquely manifests in the form of mystical green runes of energy surrounding the user's arms and wrist. Manipulation of time then occurs primarily through the conjuration of a green circular mandala made of energy in the user's hand. The mandala acts as a rudimentary dial and the manual turning of the mandala with the user's hand enables them to scroll both backward and forward through time. And so you can see that as Dr. Strange is sitting, he's got it on both sides. And then as I said, when he has the rings around him, he's able to turn it back. And we see Thanos, when the Mind Stone is destroyed by Scarlet Witch, he is able to turn back time and grab it himself. So even though she was successful in defeating the final stone and thus defeating Thanos' plan of snapping and t taking out half the universe, he is able to go back in time and get it. Now, if he had the Mind Stone, but he didn't have the Time Stone and she destroyed it, then he couldn't have gone back. So if they were out of order and he didn't have the Time Stone yet, then we would not be where we are today. I keep feel like I keep saying that. We wouldn't be where we are today if some of these things had gone right for the heroes. Through manipulation of the Mandela, the user is able to physically control and redirect the flow of time and can specifically select the exact area which to manipulate without affecting those outside its selected range. This can range from a small apple to the entire timeline itself, to the point where Doctor Strange used the stone to reverse the destruction of the Hong Kong Sanctum before it was consumed by the Dark Dimension, while specifically subtracting himself, Mordo, and Wong from its effects. So he was able to take it all back while keeping them safe. Due to the selective nature of the Time Stone's power, it could be used to individually alter the timeline of individual objects or events, reversing them to a previous state, or sending the object forward into a future state. This occurs regardless of any potential breaches and casualty. When Doctor Strange practices the use of the stone on a half-eaten apple, seeing it forward in time, the apple converted to a fully-eaten moldy state, despite Strange never physically eating the entire apple afterwards. This implies that the stone could send objects forward to a potential future that does not necessarily have to occur in the current timeline. This is where we see parallel dimensions. This is where we see that there could be different timelines. This is where the heroes learn that it may not just be the past, present, and future, but it may be the past in different timelines, the present in different timelines, the future in different timelines, that these parallel universes could be going on. And you're not just sending someone to the future, but you're sending someone to one of the futures that could be out there. Pretty interesting here. Now, the disregard of for or causality, not casualty, pardon me, the, the 
Disregard of causality allows for the spontaneous formation or erasure of matter in order to conform with the established timeline. As shown when Dr. Strange reconstructed the torn pages of the book of Cagliostro, duplicates of the page reconstituted from thin air without the actual pages or the one who currently possessed them being physically present, although it quickly vanished after Strange stopped using it as it was not real and only a copy. When reversing the flow of time around the half-eaten apple, the stone reconstituted the eaten parts of the apple with no ill effects to Strange himself. When adding to the Infinity Gauntlet, Thanos displays a strong level of mastery and familiarity with this stone. Like all of the stones, he has used it to... And obviously with the destruction of the Mind Stone, as I brought up in the death of Vision, he is able to bring all the time back and take it himself. Now, the Time Stone also allows the user to mentally gaze into the continuum of probabilities. So this Time Stone allows you to see different versions of the future, viewing alternate timelines and possible future outcomes at an incredible rate. The Ancient One was able to use it to peer through time and see future threats, Doctor Strange exploited their ability on the Battle of Titan to see 14,605,000 different alternate futures in order to find a way to defeat Thanos. Even then, the Time Stone's control over causality and probability can easily prove too much for anyone who does not have the required knowledge and ability to use it, potentially resulting in the user's death and a danger to the natural order. Misuse of the Stone's abilities could result in unstable openings and breaks in the space-time continuum, spatial paradoxes, time loops, or even risk completely erasing the user from existence. However, this can be used to the wielder's advantage. The stone can be used to deliberately loop segments of time through the formation of a literal energy loop over the wielder's wrist. Upon the wielder's death, the timeline will revert back to the initial formation of the energy loop, allowing the wielder to begin a new iteration with the memory of all previous timelines, which is what happened when he fought Dormammu. So that is the background on this beautiful green time stone that you are looking at right now. And this was the fight where we saw it, where Dormammu was made the prisoner of Doctor Strange, which you think, how could it be? Dormammu is so powerful, but he was made the prisoner thanks to the Eye of Agamotto having the Time Stone within it and having the Sorcerer Supreme strong enough and regarded as worthy enough of mastering the Time Stone and then trying to figure out which ways they could win before giving up the Time Stone to Thanos as we sit here where we are right now with the Infinity Gauntlet in full effect. The snap has happened and we stand where we stand right now. The movie is coming up and I'm ecstatic about it. This is episode five of We've Got Stones and episode five bringing us the Time Stone once again, seeing it first in Doctor Strange's standalone movie and seeing it once again in Infinity War. We will undoubtedly see it in Avengers Endgame and you can see obviously that I'm donning the shirt for Doctor Strange as I don a shirt for every single episode that has a direct representation and connection to when we saw each of these stones or who they came from. So thank you so much for tuning in, listening in, and watching. You can see this episode and all episodes of the miniseries We've Got Stones by going to superpoweredpop.com and going on to the homepage at superpoweredpop.com right here. And you can also go to facebook.com backslash superpoweredpop or just at superpoweredpop on Facebook. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for being a part of this. I will wrap up my six-part series of We've Got Stones with the Yellow Mind Stone 
coming up, folks, in just a day. Just a day, we will have the Mindstone coming your way on Friday, April 26th, the official release date of Avengers Endgame, even though some of you can see it tonight. No spoilers, please. Do not let the spoilers out. You know that I do not let spoilers out. I will do a non-spoiler show focusing on the cinematography, the character, you know, kind of the, the, the pieces of the characters. Do they look good? Do they feel good? How is the CGI? Did it look real? Character development, the acting overall, the storyline without giving away any spoilers. I look at the broad scope of this movie like I could of any movie. How did the characters develop? What did it look like? What did it feel like? Did I get the emotions? Did I get the sense of this? Did I understand that? Did it have good twists? Did it keep me captivated the whole movie? Was it too long? Was it too short? Did they force anything? Or did it just flow naturally? I can do all that stuff without spoiling a movie, and I'm going to do that with Avengers Endgame. So make sure you stay close to Superpowered Pop on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at superpoweredpop, superpoweredpop.com, and of course, watch this six-part series proudly brought to you by the wonderful people at the Museum of Intrigue on the third floor of Destiny USA, Painting with a Twist, DeWitt, which is located on Erie Boulevard, and Frightmare Farms out in Palermo. God bless, have a good day, and Godspeed, my friends. May we finally get to avenge our fallen heroes. And shout out to Pop for my Captain Marvel with the space zone inside of the Tesseract in this lunchbox. For my Flurkin Goose holding on and eating this beautiful looking space zone. It's a Hulk in his space armor. I can't wait to see the Hulk again. I look forward to it. And I look forward to talking with you very soon. Be well.